It's the SeaWorld Splash Podcast, bringing you the latest news, rumors, and history from the SeaWorld parks in Orlando, San Antonio, and San Diego. And now, here are your hosts, Joseph, Carmerson, Josh, and Sheldon. Hello, and welcome to the SeaWorld Splash Podcast, episode 14. I'm your host, Joseph, along with Carmerson. What's up, my shimmy livers? Sheldon. Yo, yo, what it do? And Josh. Hey, guys. And today, we are going to talk about the new mascots of Shamu and crew, uh, and a whole lot more. Yes, it's been a while, so we're just going to jump right in. All right. And here's Commerson with his SeaWorld Orlando trip update. Take it away. Alright, so, sorry about the little interruption a second there. Um, real quick, before we get started, a couple of things. We are back with a new season. Uh, sorry we haven't been around for a while, but we'll try and do as many episodes as we can, um, if we have time. So, secondly, before we uh, get into our big stories today, uh, I want to announce now that after 15 years of going to SeaWorld San Diego, I am happy to announce I am about to make my first... SeaWorld Orlando trip this December uh, on the week of Christmas. Um, my mom got me uh, some plane tickets to head on over to Orlando and I have been uh, I have booked two Discovery Cove days and two SeaWorld days and while I'm out there I'm really looking forward to hanging out with our co-host Sheldon for the first time and also I'm looking forward to hanging out with um, our friends who are close uh, sponsor to our podcast, the Pod Squad, including our our ex co-host Ashley. So I really hope to see them out there, and I can't wait. So if you guys are ever out there during Christmas at all, at least possibly, then if you guys come uh, by any chance see me out there, come on over and definitely I'd like to hang out and meet all the SeaWorld Orlando fans. So. And now we're going to get started with our big stories. So first off, our host Joseph has a story about the new sh- uh, Shamu Crew mascots for SeaWorld. Thank you, Carmerson. That trip sounds exciting. And yes, recently uh, SeaWorld got new mascots for Shamu and Crew. Uh, two we have known about, which are Shamu and Puck, and then... Their new ones are Coral, Shivers, Sydney, and Flip. Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on these new mascots? Well, let's see. Um, first off, Shaman and Puck we've known already for a while. And I mean, obviously they had these characters in planning for a while, considering Puck was made and released in 2013 when Antarctica opened. Um, with the change for the... A dolphin, polar bear, shark, and sea lion, it seems a bit odd, and plus they got rid of Opie Otter, uh, Winston the walrus, you know, the older mascots, but I feel like it's kind of sad because those are really old classics from way beyond the 90s and 80s. Um, those mascots have been around since like the late 60s, along with Shamu. I mean, I quite honestly, the one I miss probably most is Dolly the Dolphin, but we are getting ready for the next stage in our, you know, 
big uh, plans in the future um, with our new CEO. He's going to be announcing stuff about that later this year. So I guess it is time that we get ready for a new change. Thank you, Commerson. All right, guys. So we got some news that was a while ago. Recently in June, a veterinarian who worked at Ciro San Diego was accused and arrested for being a PETA activist who was spying on Ciro's care system. This, they were taken into custody for a few days before being released. Now then, this, we, we all know this is bound to happen. I mean, if PETA, they, first they try suing, and then they do the whole planes flying around, and then they have the drones, so this really doesn't come as a surprise to us. And I bet you PETA paid his bail money like they're going to pay, like they try, saying we'll pay steve stuff. I mean, PETA, now they're just wanting to, people to do criminal negligence and not have to care because that's like me saying, hey, I'm going to rob a bank. PETA, will you pay my bail? Sure. Thing as long as it's for animal rights, sweet. And basically, so I go to jail, but then I have no problem because they release me. So, you know, that's what Peter does. So, let's be honest, we were all expecting Peter to do something like this, but the thing is, they slipped up and we were able to catch them easily. Uh, our guys, at the time of this recording, these rankings may have changed, but at, by the time of this recording, these are what the rankings were. We have the rankings for TripAdvisor's website for Zero. Now, Nationwide Discovery Co. is at n number two spot. It is located in Orlando, Florida, for those of you who do not know. Sea Orlando is ranked number 10, and Bush Gardens, Tampa, Florida is ranked number 12, with, with SeaWorld at number 23. And that is my home, SeaWorld, SeaWorld San Diego in California. Now, worldwide, SeaWorld Orlando is ranked number 15 in music parks, followed by Bush Gardens, Tampa, Florida at number 17, and Water Parks Worldwide, Aquatica, Orlando, Florida is ranked number 15. And those are rankings with two advisor that we have as of this point. And uh, we have more Stevo in the news again. Oh boy, Stevo. Uh, yeah, this time he decided to go up onto a building in Hollywood and hold an inflatable killer whale and shoot fireworks off that building. Um, yeah, so for this stunt, he actually got in jail for this stunt, so, uh, yay, he's in jail. <laughs> but, uh, what's your guys' thoughts on Steve-O? Sheldon, you want to give any thought on it? Fireworks. Well, Joseph, all I have to say is I'm quite disappointed. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know. Common sense is more common than a panda these days, I hate to say it, but, you know, people go through great lengths to make a point, you know, make their voice opinion and do silly things and not think, but it's just another example of someone not thinking that using common sense. That's all I'd say on the matter. Well, quite honestly, even though fireworks sound fun, especially when they're at SeaWorld, it's not fun when someone tries using them as a weapon. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, uh, we are going to toss the floor over to Commerson for the five-year plan. What is this five-year plan? Go ahead and take it away, Commerson. So like I mentioned when we were talking about the mascots a second ago, that our new CEO, Joel Manby, is going to be announcing on November 6th his uh, next five-year plan for the SeaWorld Parks uh, or SeaWorld Entertainment as the whole company. And including SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, Discovery Cove, Aquatica, Adventure Island, Sesame Place, 
Parks and Water Country USA. So all, all of our sister parks, our international expansion should be involved with this as well for what other parks we're going to be putting in other countries like SeaWorld Dubai. Okay. So uh, um, he's going to give us his thoughts. Um, and this was kind of involved. This five-year plan is involving on uh, how he got the job of being our new CEO, which is really interest interesting. Um, so basically, every few years, SeaWorld has to change its brand—not a ton, but like its style, I guess you could say. It's kind of like uh, gradually changing and adapting to a changing world. For example, there's actually different timelines. And usually you can see them, uh, those timelines change or five to four years with changes, uh, mostly in the Shamu shows when they change. There's a corresponding connection there. So the parks and the whole company are congruent in their change usually when the Shamu shows change. So like for example, we had Shamu Adventure at that time, SeaWorld's, uh, let's just say SeaWorld for now, SeaWorld's main focus was adventure and discovery and connecting with animals. Then when Believe came along and, and replaced Shamu Adventure, um, then it soon became all about connecting with the natural world and being inspired in an emotional way. And when One Ocean came in, it was about caring for the oceans um, and for the natural world, of course, like always. Um, but it was starting to take different forms every single time. It's the same message SeaWorld always has is to care for the natural world, but it has a different style every few years it changes. So it uh, keeps the company growing and healthy and still new to the public. So whatever we got coming up next, um, it's going to be interesting. I hope it's exciting because this guy, Joel Manby, uh, is very experienced with running theme parks, zoos and aquariums too. And um, we have been hearing rumors about a new Shamu show to replace One Ocean in the future, um, although it's not official yet. Um, so we hope to, I really uh, expect great things from Joel Mamby. So no pressure, Joel Mamby, but I expect great things from you. So good luck. Thank you, Carmerson. And as we all know, Blue World has been in the news and Sheldon will be talking about Blue World. So Sheldon, take it away. Thank you, Joseph. So as many of you might have heard or not heard yet, the World Project was approved by the California Postal Commission. However, they decided that yes, they approved the expansion, but they placed a ban on breeding killer whales and transferring killer whales in out of San Diego. And luckily, Sewell has countered this, and you know, I'm giving you some great information on it. On they're going to court and, and it's about controlling. So they're going to court to try to pretty much fight for their rights and what's right, you know, because this is a very foolish decision by the government to try to ban breeding on killer whales, because quite frankly, it's just it's inhumane. It's a more of a control factor because of the McDonald's that was also being built over there, and they're saying that that McDonald's is now deserved big nets. So it's kind of a controlling factor. So hopefully, Sugar wins the case. I know they're going to fight really hard on this one. They really need to, because it's well, it's really important. Because you can't just, you know, without breeding, then there's no necessary life in SeaWorld anymore. That's what it's all about life. It's about reproduction. So, either way, the Blue Oak Project, the design, and the sneaky we got does look really awesome. Really excited to see that. So, hopefully, Orlando, when it comes our time, that is going to be just as awesome as in San Diego and Texas as well. But, otherwise, 
good. Thank you, Sheldon. And Carmerson, what is this new Smith design set you have created? Okay, so for those on the uh, SeaWorld Splash podcast Facebook page probably saw that I have a new page called Smith Designs, and uh, Smith Designs is uh, all about my artwork that I have been posting, but it's also about my design work and creativity and the architecture I also like to do. You might see a lot of pictures in my art albums of like Blue Horizons or even designs of uh, stadiums, or even, even I'll draw blueprints of things. I like to design a lot, and Smith Designs is dedicated to both the artwork concept Darts and designing and blueprinting of and creations of uh, zoological themed uh, uh, facilities. So yes, it's basically a, a designing center where I can. And, uh, if you want to say, uh, if you want me to design a rescue facility for marine animals, I can design it for you. If you want me to design a dolphin show uh, for a Sea World or even for some random aquarium you made up in your mind. I can do that. I can design a set, costumes, and create a soundtrack um, or a model soundtrack for you. Um, Smith Designs is uh, open right now. There's currently only one thing out right now that I have finished in designing. It's called Odyssey. It's a theatrical killer whale and dolphin show. And if you want to go check that out, you can. Um, as for the rest of Smith Designs, later on in November, I am planning to announce a huge project I have in the uh, making right now. Um, I won't tell you what it is, but it's going to be located in South Korea, and it's going to be a mega marine theme park, uh, world-class marine theme park. Um, if you haven't liked Smith Designs and you don't know what its profile picture looks like, if you want to find it, the profile picture is simply a whale tail, a leaf, and a bear paw print kind of together in a big circle. So look for that, and you should be right there. And if you're on the SeaWorld Splash podcast Facebook page, don't worry, we also post some news feed from Smith Designs on there too. Um, so please go give it a like and support it, and I really hope uh, you guys will like it. And if you have anything you want me to design and work on with you that you have in your imagination that you want bring to life on paper, uh, come and talk to me. I'd absolutely love to have fun with that. So, that is all for now. Thank you. And now, we are going to do Commerce and Comedy. So, Commerce and Sheldon, take it away. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sit back, relax, and join us as we present to you a new segment in Commerce and Comedy, properly titled, Dear Amaya. Dear Amaya, as the newest member of the Shamu family, it is my proper duty to educate you in our secret rituals. Since you came into the world, you may notice many bizarre creatures cheering and screaming at the pool sites. These are what we refer to as the authorities, or some may call them humans. These authorities are like bawling seagulls slash private concierges, tending to our every need that we may have request, or at least almost every need. Sometimes the authorities will give you a special massage called a rub down. These usually do, they usually do it with two hands, but sometimes with one. And one hand is very, very low love, which is how I feel if I get a single hand 
group down. But besides that, another eminent object that the authorities give us is a silly and playful mixture they like to refer to as gelotine. It is really quite something. It's like a gooey ball of water with a bounce, which is exactly what it is. Well, anyway, Amaya, welcome to the family, and I hope you will love these authorities like I have come to love them in everything that they do. We hope you enjoyed this new series, Dear Amaya. And now, back to Serial Splash Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Carmerson and Sheldon. All right, guys. So recently, I traveled. I did some college tours in California. I went to Azusa and Vanguard. But what? After those, I was good, on my way down to San Diego. I met up with Joseph, and and we went to SeaWorld. And so the shows we saw were though the SeaWorld shows, except for the Dolphin Show. We don't know why. It was just a wild week. But we did see Clyde and Seymour's Halloween Bash, which was, in my opinion, very funny. They had a bunch of new skits, and they had a football jersey, which I really want, because it looked amazing. What about you, Joseph? I definitely loved the uh, new Clyde and Seymour's Halloween Bash. It, it was new. It was completely different from their uh, spooky kooky castle. Yep, spooky here, kooky. The SK was a while ago. Sorry, I cannot talk today. I've been getting tongue-tied this whole podcast. It's been a long day. But yeah, I know. So watching it, you can see they had some stuff. I believe they actually did have some costumes from the past shows. Like, they had the detectives. I saw the maid one of the days I went there as a costume in the end. And if you go to my YouTube account, Shukut21, I will be posting a video on the event now. Of what I of the show on my account later. It just need to give me a little time because because I, I need to get some other stuff done. Now on words to the Halloween spectacular. I thought it was pretty cool. They actually had some characters who were dressed really interestingly. They had like a king and queen gumdrop, which was pretty phenomenal. They had, had a mermaid. Dogfish, didn't they? That was a werefish. Yeah, werefish. And he said and he said Chewbacca was his cousin. <laughs> I, I can't make this stuff up here, folks. This is literally what I was told by him. Yes, but I, was I cool. even heard it, too. Joseph, yeah, but you didn't want to go on the dance floor. I was like, come on, man, let's dance. You're like, no, no, I'm just going to be a wallflower. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I, I want to get my picture with a mermaid. They had a, they had a mermaid there. That would have been cool for the podcast. But I did. But they do have a Halloween Spooktacular store. And, uh, and this will be an event area, which is located at... Animal Connections in this Halloween Spooktacular area is where you can get an act, a shirt for the Halloween Spooktacular, which I did, and I gotta admit, I really like it. It's orange, it's got the logo, and yeah, another thing, we went trick-or-treating. You're probably gonna say, you're too old for trick-or-treating, and to that I say, ha, because candy's candy, and it's SeaWorld, so, you know, either way, it's, I was gonna do it anyway. I went as a SeaWorld rescue person, and Joseph went as my intern. Ain't that right? Yes. Yes, that is right. Yeah, he's not happy that he had to be the intern. See, that people, this is what happens when you don't have a rescue hat on. You be labeled the intern. Yeah. Shall we talk about why or when I lost my one ocean hat? All right. So we rode Manta. I thought, wait, my hat might fly off. I got. I better hold it. He did not notice it. So for the rest of the thing, I'm going like, woo. He's like, oh no. 
My hat, my hat. Think about riding Manta with somebody next to you, your best friend doing that. It's like, dude, chill. But it did have a happy ending. They did get his hat right at the next day, right when we walked in, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's why they have lockers, guys. Oh, Thomerson yes. popped in there. That was... Yes, my hat, we that the second really time valuable though. because of that Jack Hannon signature, I got that. Except my hat, my white hat has a Jack, Hannah, and Julius Gardena hat, so it's way more Most valuable. Those close to you, because those are valuable. Yes. Yeah, I know. I, ha I have my being washed right now. It's hitting the VIP experience, and it might not be worn again. It might just be on display in the Zero, Sp Zero Splash Podcast Museum. Kickstarter! I'm kidding. We don't have one of those. We oh. should start that up. Wouldn't it be awesome? If we we did? should. Dude, that'd just be one room in the house. It'd be like this, this stuff. It's well, okay. But yeah, well, no, we went at the trick or treating. Yeah, we went to the trick or treating stations. They were fantastically themed. I th I can't believe I mistook Ghostbusters for Thriller. I I'm I'm forever gonna be haunted that I thought Ghostbusters was Thriller. I was like, dang it. But yeah, no, they have some. Oh yeah, the shark encounter and the penguin encounter. Joseph, since I've been talking about, why don't you take care of the decorations for those? Oh yeah, those are really themed excellently. Um, they have jack-o'-lanterns in the shark encounter, which are lit up, and then they have black and white jack-o'-lanterns in the penguin encounter, which are not lit up, but those are actually pretty cool. I, I Along with a snowman that's a jack Yeah, that's actually pretty creative. Yep, and then if you remember, at the shark encounter, I believe it must have been pirate themed, because you go under through the tunnel that you before you go in the tunnel, and it's got all these nets, and it's got this green lighting. And they also had some cobwebs there, I think. Do they have cobwebs? I forget. They might I know, but who remembers? Only the past. So yeah. Anything you'd like to say before we get on to our next segment with uh, Podcast uh, Collision? Uh, nope. That's all for me. Alright, guys, so up next, which we have to say up next because Yellow Fisher stuff does stuff their way and our way, and at the end, you can hear me be all nervous because we're signing off so weirdly. <laughs> yeah, did not mind how we signed off. Yeah, I was, I was, you'll literally hear me shout, I'm so confused. Not my best moment, but it was fun. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is. This is Joseph? And we're doing a co-interview. This is Josh, okay, I don't know which we're in the top. Alright, but seriously folks, alright, so we are uh, sitting in a smoking area, because it's quite a area of the park, um, on Mission Bay here at SeaWorld San Diego, and we are going to kind of have a crossover, uh, Josh and Joseph. From SeaWorld Splash. SeaWorld Splash podcast, of course. You're listening to the unofficial Seawolf podcast, or if you're listening to Joseph's podcast, you're on the Seawolf Splash podcast. Woo! Splash podcast! And we're going to talk a little bit about Blue World and what happened the California Coastal Commission. So first, guys, you know, I was there, but you guys kind of watched it from afar. You know, yeah. What are your feelings on it? I mean, I would have been there. I just didn't know I was allowed to because the letter the Coastal Commission sent it made it seem like I need to be a resident of the state and I need to, you know, show all this stuff. And it said write a letter. If if not, I totally would have been there and yeah. I would have. You know, kind of been like, SeaWorld's awesome. Peter's like, you're just a kid. I'm be like, this kid's an Eagle Scout. So you know what, Peter? Just sit down. <laughs> yeah. So Josh, what was your perspective as far as what went on? Um, well, I think we did pretty good because all the anti-SeaWorldists, that's what I'm going to call them for this episode. I don't know why. That's, that's just no, they're, 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 they're not anti-SeaWorld. Yeah. They're anti-SeaWorld. I mean, they were pretty much complaining it's captivity. See, what I think Peter was thinking is that 
Joe's getting a bigger tank, and then they're gonna be like, what are we gonna do? Let's add more whales to our collection, is what <coughs> Peter probably thinks it is. And they're just gonna see, okay, how many whales can we put in a tank? So that, so Peter's basically gonna say, okay, let's use this and say it's against animal, it's against animal rights. Which is not really a thing, Peter. Come at me, bro. So Joseph, what, what was your perspective on what went down? Uh, I'm excited that we're getting Blue World. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to see full coverage of it, yeah. but I did see online that we did yeah. win and it's a victory. Yeah, and yeah, it definitely is a victory. You know, they, they unanimously approved it. So there wasn't one person who said that you shouldn't build Blue World, which is great. But again, it was that last minute um, under, under the wire amendment where this uh, Commissioner Bochco basically introduced this whole no breeding. So meaning that, so what I found thought was an oxymoron. Was Peter's like, oh, animals should have the right to choose, choose whatever they want to do, choose whatever they want to do, except for reproduce. We're gonna make that decision for them, which again, if you're saying animals have rights, then you're, aren't you taking their right to reproduce away? Yeah, yeah, is that, that is true. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a cold blow right there. It's like, dude, just give us the world, man. Uh, like, again, you know, Peter kept saying, oh, she's going to have 94 orcas. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty what? much impossible. I mean, considering how much they have now, and, like, looking at the length, I actually found a picture online of, like, the show pool here, Drain, and it's pretty big. Now, 94 orcas, that's probably, like, all the pools filled up. I mean, come on, Peter. <laughs> Wall-to-wall orca. Yeah. But, you know, so, you know, but SeaWorld also, one of the cool things for, for this, um, the California Coastal Commission is SeaWorld released a video of what Blue World's gonna look like. So what do you guys think of the video? I thought it was pretty cool. I had this, I skimmed through it though because I was actually originally looking for a picture to post on Instagram saying Blue World got approved. But even just <laughs> skimming over it, you see all this amazing detail. All like this, just the animation make, just makes it pop and just yeah. brings it all to life, you know? So Joseph, what did you think of, uh, uh, what are you most excited about for Blue World's experience? I'm most excited about the layout of it and how it's going to be more open for the whales. Well, since it's a crossover, you guys have to ask me some questions, so ask me a question. Uh, <laughs> what are you excited wait, about? Wait, no, no, I got this. Who's uh, your hairstylist? <laughs> well, my hair is full-bodied and shaved. Um, no, I, I shaved my hair. My All right, now, now real, real question, Joseph. What are you most excited about Blue World? Well, I think what I'm most excited about is the underwater viewing with, with you know, being 50 feet underground. Yeah. underground and being able to like look up and have that feeling of just the enormity of these animals and the size and the scale. That's what I'm most excited about, honestly, is, is yeah. to experience that, that scale. Because at the Georgia Aquarium, they have a 30-foot wall, and when the whale sharks swim close by, it's just overwhelming. It's absolutely incredible, and yeah. I can't wait to see that. But I know there were some highlights from the Coastal Commission, but I did speak at it, and I went into a rage. Did you guys watch my rage? I did not. I did on uh, Facebook. So what do you think of the rage, Joseph? Pretty intense. <laughs> it was a long time coming. It's gonna up. be on YouTube. I know some anti-caps <laughs> gonna make a dove smash of Eric. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dove Eric smash. Hunter's idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was a really long day yesterday. I have to say, I was really impressed with how many people came out and stood with SeaWorld. I, I wasn't sure what I was gonna think. I don't know what I thought the turnout was going to be, but when you're in there, the room held 510 people. It was definitely 50% or more were SeaWorld supporters, and I thought that was absolutely inspirational. It was really cool to see that many citizens of California and, yeah. and around come out and actually support SeaWorld, not just with their dollars when they buy a ticket, but actually support them in a, in a public arena like this. One thing I heard from one of our hosts, Commerson, he told me that the vote, there were 3,000 letters from PETA and 1,000 letters from SeaWorld, which, you know, 
kind of depressing, but it's actually really amazing that you that all we did was send in 1,000 letters, and we pretty much still beat PETA, who sent 2,000. Well, our, the numbers were 150,000 letters from PETA, yeah. and 53,000 letters from SeaWorld. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's still the same ratio, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but those, yeah. Are the, those are the actual numbers, you know, and in the end, again, you know, Sure, serial people might not write as many letters, but in the end, millions of people visit this park every year, and that's a real vote. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, if people didn't love SeaWorld, they wouldn't visit SeaWorld. True. Well, I mean, How I, many buses uh, went to the Coastal Commission? I'm not sure. There are there a number, because a lot were from PETA. PETA buses and people from five states. So. I would have gone on Peter's bus and just brought up a bunch of silly string and go, Woo! SeaWorld! Yeah. I probably would have been kicked off, but that would have been worth it. It would have been pretty awesome. I know, you can get both people in from Arizona, so... That's gonna hitch the free ride. <laughs> but like, empty the tank. Nah. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, so I'm excited for Blue World. I'm really excited to see it at all the other parks, too. Um, but... In all honesty, November 9th is the big day when Joel Mamby, the CEO of SeaWorld, is going to unveil the new strategy. I think that's the day that we should all be really looking forward to. I'm yeah, going to be looking Mark your calendars November 9th, and I mean it. I see you not marking it. Come on. Pick up that pen and mark your yes, calendar. Yes, please mark it. All right. Well, I think we're running out of time here. and I have one more question. Shoot. What do you think of all the Halloween episodes, Halloween shows and the Dolphin Days, like all the new oh, shows? Okay. So, new shows. Dolphin Days? Awesome. Um... I, here's the thing, I'm a crazy Blue Horizons fanatic, like crazy, 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 like insane level crazy. But Dolphin Days was really good, it was really, really good. Um, the Halloween Sea Lion show was incredible, I thought that was really, really fun. Yeah, I was like, actually live Instagramming that, and I've gotten a few good likes on it. Yeah, no. I can't believe we're at the point where live Instagramming is now a word. No, yeah, I've been it, live Instagramming and I've gotten likes. It's a thing, yeah. get with the Very good likes, yeah. Get with the future! <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know, everything's great. The Halloween decorations are really good. I love how they decorated the shark. Uh, oh my gosh, you got to see the penguins. They have some... Oh, really? They yeah, got, uh, that's like pretty black cool. and white pumpkins, too. Well, folks, it looks like that's going to be it. I'm going to head over to Penguins. We're going to check out what's happening around the park. But, again, stay tuned to the unofficial SeaWorld podcast and... And Zero Splash podcast. podcast. Woo! All right, well, check you back. Back to you, Eric and Aaron, and... And back to you guys, Joseph, Comerson, and oh, wait, Sheldon. Wait. Back to Aaron, Mike. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> what is going on? Back to everyone. Back to, <laughs> back to Comerson, Josh, and Sheldon. Back to you later. See you next time in the Soap Zone. Okay, so what a fun interview you guys did with the unofficial Serial Podcast. So, yep. that's on great. Getting to see Eric again. So now we're going to move along and talk about something that me and Josh did over this summer in July. So Josh, what did we do this summer? Zero San Diego Career Camp 2015. Woo! Oh, I, I thought we did that last year too, but last time we barely knew each other. So last time was 2014. It was 2015 this year. 2014 was fun. It was. 2015 was really cool too. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was my third career camp, and it was Josh's second, second career camp, but my sixth year at camp. Yeah, and he, you've done other resident camps before. Yep. So, yeah, yeah this is kind of a really, big deal. <laughs> so this was really fun to do again. We met up with a lot of our friends from the 2014 career camp um, again, so we could um, go and have a fun, fun experience again together. Yep. So let's see. Well, first of all, Josh and I had to carpool down to San Diego. 
Yeah. Very long car ride. <laughs> oh, you went. Oh, you had fun. Yes. Okay. Gosh. I mean, we saw the minions movie and all, but. So we met up with some of our old friends from last year's crew camp, yep. like we said, and um, let's see. What was the first? Uh, what was the like? Let's like talk about the coolest things that we did at career camp. I got to feed an emperor penguin. How many people can say that, okay? Me. You can't just walk... You can say that. (laughs) Yeah, but you can't just go, Hey, Todd, have you ever fed a a bird that's only found in the South Pole of the world? Why, no, Josh, I haven't. I'll be like, guess what? I did, son! For those who have not actually gone into the Antarctica at SeaWorld Orlando, or have never been inside the penguin encounters at the uh, San Antonio or San Diego parks at all yet, I will tell you this, it is the cold room I have ever been in in my life. It is like what, 32 degrees, negative 32? It is freezing. I think it, the water, I saw a video, I think they said the water was like negative 42 degrees. Yeah, it's really cold. I mean, we're wearing like five layers of clothes in there, and yep. your fingers and toes are freezing to death. I mean, you can feel it straight through that. While we're on this topic, I want to point out Fun fact, Ciro San Diego is one of the three places in the world to have Emperor Penguins. Star Antarctica, but, yeah, you're, you're cool, but we got we got Emperors. Yep, I just hope, I really hope Ciro San Diego's got an Antarctica coming our way, so. <laughs> yeah. Along with, uh, um, Ciro uh, San Diego, Chamalong Ocean Kingdom has Emperor Penguins, too. Yeah, I, I said it's one of the three places in the world. Yeah. I'm not sure who was the uh, other one, but... Watch out, it's Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Keep okay. Let's hold on. So, right. yeah, the penguin encounter is extremely cold. We had to, of course, uh, clean out the freezer, and we had to clean out buckets, get the scales, fish scales off buckets. I'm going to stop you right there. People, if you're interested in Cure Camp, what he just said is pretty much half of the camp. Cleaning up stuff and getting bucket fish scales off buckets. And you have to touch, you have to touch a poopy hose in the penguin encounter, you have to clean that with your bare hands. Yep. Don't be afraid of poop, don't be afraid of dirt and dead things, just get your hands in there and do it. Be like Chris Pratt from Jurassic World and get dirty. Oh my god. (laughs) We've already had two movies, actually. (laughs) Alright, so let's get things moving along with the dolphin dip we did. That I really like because we actually went underneath underwater. There was a gate blocking us, but we got to hear some underwater vocalizations and we got to feed the dolphin through the gate, which was pretty cool, I gotta say. Yeah, last year we didn't get that good of a dolphin swim. That was probably the deepest swim I've ever done. That was my seventh dolphin swim. Um, we got to do it the San, Diego, San Antonio version where you get to swim in the med pool and do signals underwater, and then we'd rotate around, take pictures, and then do a shallow water ledge uh, interaction as well. There's one part where um, we had one of the dolphins, Razzle, who, where I had to do a, uh, a double pectoral hold, where the do- you put both hands out and you grab the dolphin's two pectoral flippers, kind of do like a little dance, I guess. Um, this time, this was probably like the fifth time I've done this, but when this went, this time, uh, Razzle started tail walking backwards when I grabbed his flippers, and he started 
pulling me off, off the ledge into the deep pool. And the trainer, uh, Michelle, she grabbed my wetsuit, the back of my wetsuit. She just yanked me back because <laughs> Razzle <laughs> kept pulling me back out into the pool. I remember you telling so me that. What? I remember you telling me that you almost got pulled in. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Oh, the, after all those years, it was like the first time that uh, that happened. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so we did, we had fun there. Um, what else did we do? Well, going back to the whole thing where you said we got to meet some friends from last year, we got to meet one friend who wasn't exactly all human. We got to see Cheetah the Sea Lion again. That was pretty cool, seeing her again. We and got to Megan the Guadalupe Fur Seal. Second time for me to see Cheetah and second time for me to see Megan the Fur Seal. They were both really fun. Megan looks like she's been doing better at her training sessions since the last time I saw her. She was really rusty with them. Um, but she's so adorable. She's like as cute as a button. I'm not kidding. Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> I got to hold her flipper because I did a little flipper handshake and it was pretty cool. I got a video about it. I she kind of slapped my hand when I told her to wait. <laughs> she was like, all right, high five. Yeah, that was funny. Um, another thing we got to do, one thing I think a lot of people are going to be jealous about, our group got to help with a SeaWorld rescue. No Woo! joke. I am not kidding. They let us help in a SeaWorld rescue. I got the video to prove it. Yep, Josh filmed it with his phone. Well, I filmed um, 30 minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you got squeezed uh, on by a wild elephant seal. We were taking our rescue tour, and they asked our group to help us tag a elephant seal pup that they had in rehabilitation that was going to be returned to the wild the very next day. And Spider-Man was his name. His name was Spider-Man, yeah. Because he had like um, What happened was that they split our group up into two sections, so me and Josh in our section, we had to cage Spider-Man, put him in a crate, roll him the crate over to a weighing scale in a shed, and weigh him in, uh, I believe it was kilograms, right? Yeah, they, it was like about 230 kilograms, I want to say. I thought it was, I don't know, I can't remember, it was like 85 point something. Or oh, yeah, 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 no, it was 230 pounds, 85 kilograms. Yeah, so. 85 kilograms. Now, if yeah, you're wondering why they did kilograms, it's because the government prefers them. They do it in kilograms. Yeah, he was... I mean, this... I mean, for the, those who don't know what elephant seals look like, elephant seals are the world's biggest pinnipeds. They can weigh in at about 500 to 600 pounds. They are massive animals. And I'm, these are the type of seals the, that the males with their large elephant-like noses, where they are fighting with each other violently for uh, to compete for mates. We were just, yeah, we just had a pup, and he was so heavy. It took all four of us to push this cart, um, and it was still hard to do, even with four of us doing it. Yep. And then we had to push him back, and when we were, we, when we were pushing him back to the pens, he uh, sneezed on my left calf of my leg. So I got a souvenir from a seal. <laughs> One thing I want to add is that if you don't know, know how big an elephant seal can get, if you know how big a truck is, an adult male elephant seal can get to about the size of a truck. Not completely, but roughly around that size. Oh, a car or a truck or something. Yeah. Like a, I guess like a, a, a Forerunner car, I guess. Yeah, we got the people. feet the pilot house at the show pool also. Yeah, this time we um, got to meet, uh, the, well, well, we met them last year, but this time we got to actually get a bit closer to them to Argo, Bubbles, and Shadow, and I got to feed them this time. 
This was my second time feeding him. They wouldn't let me feed him last year. Well, that was only because Chris asked him if he could feed him, and he was like, sure. And I was like, all right. No, yeah. I mean, the counselor shoved me out of line. <laughs> Which, really quickly, shout out to Trainer Gavin. You're awesome. If you listen to this, you're awesome, dude. Yeah, so Gavin, uh, actually, after camp, Gavin and I were talking after my last Blue Horizons in San Diego, getting to see it. And, you know, so we're like, well, we'll be ba- I'll be back again next year. Josh will probably be back later on. Yep. Um Go, yeah, we'll definitely say hi to you. So he actually remembered us from 2014. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> we also saw, got to see Nicole, one of our old counselors from last year. She's in rescue, I believe now. I thought she was in the education department. Oh no, she's in some there. She, I just know she works there. Well, we saw her, and uh, yeah, we said hi to her. We got well, we didn't see him during camp, but we got to see Jonathan, who now is working at SeaWorld. Yeah, he was um, one of our friends from last year at career camp, and now he is a job in the education department. Yep, and I saw him a bunch of times on our trip there, and then I saw him a bunch of times in my most recent trip. Yep, so um, we had a pretty fun year at career camp this year. Oh my goodness, there's so many things we did. Oh my goodness. It's just going to get What else did we do? Um, hmm. We did paddleboarding. Like we that. helped out. We got to see a pets rule training session. Yeah, we got to be uh, got to go on the stage of pets rule and do the training session. It's pretty awesome. Yep, and we got to help out with animal connections. I met the para, para umbrella cockatoo. I don't know why I want to oh, say parachute cockatoo. You know what? I just remembered when we were at Shamu Stadium on our trainer day, uh, we got to talk to my good trainer friend Miss Autumn, um, and apparently. They had the SeaWorld San Diego head veterinarian uh, with a film crew. And this film crew, we think, was for possibly either a YouTube thing or maybe for a potential in the future SeaWorld documentary movie that could come Most out. likely for a documentary because they awesome. already had, like, a, I looked recently, there hasn't been anything with There us. has been a lot of filming at the SeaWorld parks lately. Sure. Um, and there's been mysterious hosts and hostesses. But anyway, this camera crew out there doing an interview with the head veterinarian in front of the whale pool and they had the Kasaka family out there. Uh, they had Nakai, Kalia, Makani, and Amaya and Kasaka out in the show pool after the show. And um, the camera crew asked us if we wanted to be on the film and get splashed by the whales because we were in a wetsuit and we were sitting there for hours in the hot sun. So they got footage of all of us uh, at the front of the right up next to the pool and the whole cassie family came and splashed us with their flukes yeah i, I got a pretty big chunk of it yeah and I I actually some. i was the one who was closest to the camera yeah pretty but awesome <laughs> you were closest i was next to you but i think i might have actually swallowed some salt water yeah don't swallow that so yeah. if, if there's ever a sea world movie where there's uh career campers being splashed in wetsuits by killer whales um, yeah, look look for that because we're we're probably the kids in there. So, actually, <laughs> at it, yeah. that would be awesome. Oh my gosh, oh my goodness. So, what we do? What yeah, um, career camp is definitely something that you should do at any of the SeaWorld parks or even at Bush Gardens in Tampa for sure. It is definitely yeah. worth it. So, I really look forward to trying it again, maybe at another park or maybe at San Diego again. I don't care which, but it was fun. And I'm glad I got to do it with Josh again, so. Yep. Thank you for that, Josh and Commerson. And now, 
Here is Carmerson with his take on Blue Horizon's last show in San Diego. All right, so first of all, I want to do a quick thing real quick just before I, you know, discuss this. First of all, how could you, San Diego? <laughs> Secondly, um, <laughs> you all probably, of course, heard back in around August um, that Blue Horizons was going to be ending. Blue Horizons had its last show at SeaWorld San Diego um, in August, August 13th, if I'm right. Um, and quite honestly, um, don't don't get all freaked out if I get all emotional here. <laughs> but um, quite honestly, my opinion that Dolphin Days was permanently replacing Blue Horizons was probably discussed, in my opinion. And it sounds harsh to say towards SeaWorld, but I don't think Dolphin Days is the proper show to replace Blue Horizons. Um, and I'll tell you why exactly. Um, but first, a lot of my friends and a lot of other people were saying that Dolphin Days deserves to uh, replace Blue Horizons or that they were cheering Dolphin Days on or like all happy Blue Horizons left. And that just made me sad. And a lot of people, a lot of my friends were asking me, why do you think this is a bad thing? And they didn't understand it. And I had to explain to them why. I mean, I heard opinions where like, people think that Blue Horizons should not be a branded show, for example, in other SeaWorld parks, which is stupid because SeaWorld will choose to brand what shows they want to brand. I mean, they did that with Blue Horizons, and they have to do it with the killer whales because that is a um, a trademark of the relation of all the Sea Worlds. Um, and they can do it; they, they're doing it with the Sea Lion shows right now. Um, but with um, with comments like that, that's just like just leave Sea World alone. They want to do what they want to do. Um, um, and I've got I've got some opinions on exactly why I think this was a bad idea. First of all. Dolphin Days is not a bad show. I do like Dolphin Days. However, Dolphin Days is actually another Dolphin Discovery, basically. If you take Dolphin Discovery and Dolphin Days and you compare them, you pretty much, they're almost like twins, and quite honestly, in a way. They're very similar to each other. Um, they're not bad shows, of course, but the reason why I have an issue with uh, Dolphin Days taking over Blue Horizons is because why would you replace Blue Horizons with another Dolphin Discovery even though Blue Horizons are replaced Dolphin Discovery? Think about that because that just sounds weird. Um, and Blue Horizons was in the making for several, several years. And so many people worked so hard on that show. And on Dolphin Days, it might have been just been at least a year or two. Not, I know Blue Horizons was in the making much longer than that. And it just feels like, because of lack of effort, they choose the Dolphin show that looks easier to do. Because Blue Horizons is not an easy show to perform. It's a very difficult show to perform, obviously, with its advanced performing settings and technology. Um, and sometimes it just seems like SeaWorld San Diego wanted to take an easy route out of doing Blue Horizons. Um, they just wanted to go back to the older shows. And um, 
quite honestly, I just, I don't like that. Because Blue Horizons was a show that was advanced. It was meant to be more advanced than Dolphin Discovery. Um, and they're, so basically what's happened is they've gone from a typical old-fashioned dolphin show to a highly advanced show, and then they go back down to a typically old-fashioned dolphin show. And I don't like that because it feels like they don't want to advance. It feels like that they just are, they want to be lazy about it sometimes. And I really hate to say this stuff, but I, I have to, I can't just like keep that to myself. I have to at least tell or at least share it with some people so that they know why I don't like this idea of Dolphin Days replacing this show. If uh, Blue Horizons was replaced with, say, another dolphin show that was very advanced in its form, like Blue Horizons, um, I would have been fine, like, fine with that. Uh, but with Dolphin Days, it's just not the right show to replace Blue Horizons for those reasons. Because it was worked too hard with, it's too advanced, it's too, you know, it was it's all the effort. And it feels like they did almost nothing with Dolphin Days. So, I'm sorry, SeaWorld, San Diego, as much as I love you guys, that is my opinion. Um, and a lot of, I know there's a lot of people who agree with me there on why it's not cool. So, that that is my opinion about the Blue Horizons last show. So, but thank you for letting me share it, at least. Thank you, Commerson. And now... We are turning to Sheldon for SeaWorld Orlando news. Take it away, Sheldon. Thank you. Some of you might have known or not have heard, um, Ava, one of the rescue pilot whales, um, came down with a bad case of a fungal infection. Um, right now, she's um, doing a lot better, but before she's going through a lot of treatment. Um, they had her on medication, the trainers hired her to the show, and right now she's doing a lot better, and from what I hear, she's actually getting back to the show. So. Kudos to SeaWorld, if you haven't been there, you know, she probably might not have recovered as fast in the wild as she would here, so it's really nice that she's doing a lot better, um, hopefully she she continues to, you know, learn her behaviors, gets better, um, put more stuff into the storm segment and get better with her bowels, all the stuff, but otherwise she's doing a lot better and hopefully she continues to do a lot better. Thank you, Sheldon. And now, uh, in San Antonio, uh, we have had, uh, update that Una wasn't doing well, but from what I've seen, she's improving. Uh, she had the same thing as Ava, and SeaWorld continues to do all that they do every day to take care of their animals, and good job, SeaWorld. Go get them, SeaWorld. Alright, and now here is Commerson with his news in Arizona. Take it away. Real quick before I get on with this, um, Sheldon said by accident uh, Ava had a fungal infection. She had a bacteria infection. Una had the fungal infection. Um, that's fine. It's just a little uh, problem there. So um, now on to a uh, Bush Gardens uh, little thing here I got going on. Um, a Last month, I, for some reason, decided to just go research, see um, if there would be any theme parks coming to my home state of Arizona. Uh, um, 
I was hearing a lot of, you know, theme park rumors and stuff coming to Phoenix, Arizona specifically, because there's an awful lot of open land out there. And Arizona's tourism uh, doesn't revolve around that, you know, the same thing as Orlando, I guess you could say. Um, there's rumors about Six Flags, Universal Studios, possibly Disney coming out to Phoenix, although that's been going on for a number of years. But I did see that Busch Gardens was also listed for a possible theme park in uh, Phoenix somewhere. But um, those rumors have been going on for a while. But if something does happen, I will be sure to let you guys know. Thank you, Commerson. And now here is Sheldon with Discovery Point update from San Antonio. Take it away. As some of you may or may not know, um, the Sea Habitat Discovery on Point is getting a construction update. They're improving the habitat, adding more um, attractive stuff, more rocks, more space, and it's going to look pretty good from what I've seen from the comments so far. So, pretty excited. excited to see how that's going to go. And it looks pretty cool. Thank you, and as always, we thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, for topics or want to share your SeaWorld stories, you can call or text our number 407-900-5309. We also would love to have you share any updates or info or even drop by and say hello. Also, please don't forget to give us a like on Facebook forward slash SeaWorld Splash podcast and follow us on Twitter at SeaWorld Splash. You can also follow us on Instagram at SeaWorld Splash. And don't forget to check out our website at www.seaworldsplash.com. You can also check us out on iTunes at SeaWorld Splash Podcast. And from all of us here on the SeaWorld Splash team, we thank you for joining us and hope you join us for the next amazing podcast to come. Splash you later. And be sure to check out Smith Designs on Facebook. So, splash you guys later. Have a good day. Peace out, everybody. Take care. My name's Josh Bridges, and I'll see you next time in the Smoke Zone.